There it is. One sec. Hmm. One moment, please. Buffering. Got to connect the old uh, buffering to the uh, thingamajig. Jarvis posted a uh Jarvis is making music now. Ooh, nice. Let's listen to some music. What do you say? People are conspiring that it might be a Jarvis farewell post. Oh, Jesus. See what he did with OBJ today? I did. Surprise. That and then you drop a music video right after that? Mm. Hmm. I think he's gone. OBJ commented two minutes ago. We all waiting. See, waiting for what? I don't know. Means Baker's gone. All right, Joe's out there. What's up, everybody? We'll be right with you. Attention on the road ahead. Messed up his handle. No games have never been my thing. a tricky one. What are you doing here, Dave? I'm just messing everything up. It's a rocky start. Well, we haven't started, so that's good. It's like starting off down 20. Relying on guys like Chetty Osmond. I'm Chetty, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I'm Kevin Love. Here, Nick, you could be Rondo. <laughs> Chris, you can fix Rafa's handle. Chris, you just let me know when you're ready. Big close. It's just precaution. Here, Dave. I'm sorry, boy, but you care. I'm looking for that loyalty. No games have never been my thing. That's just some immaturity. The Gab original. You're out of time, Chris. I know. I know. Sorry. I just had to do some fixing here, Dave. You sent me a mess. Well, <laughs> was it that bad, really? It was pretty bad. Yeah. I'll be honest with you.
You want me to do the read? Nope, I've got it. All right, Chris. My thunder. I'm not. I'm just making sure we're all good. You know why, Nick? The Big Player Reflog Show is brought to you by ShackNews.com. ShackNews is the place to be for all your gaming needs with news, guides, walkthroughs, and reviews like this week's featured preview of the upcoming horror game from Tango Gameworks, Ghostwire Tokyo. And remember, you can join in on the conversation and customize your feed using the Check News Cortex and Check News Reader. And they do just more than just video games over Check News. So be sure to check out their Shack Pets app to view, upload, and vote on the cutest pet picks. If you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shack News and at ShackNews.com. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio, presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world, The Big Play Reflog Show. Welcome to the Big Play Reflog Show. What is going on, everybody? Today is Monday, February. What is today? Seventh? The seventh already. You believe that? Wow. That's crazy. I'm your host, Big Play Dave, alongside Chris McNeil and Nick Padone. What is up, gentlemen? What's going on, man? Nothing. Did we make it through that intro? Okay. I was I was sitting in the dark. We made Finally. it through. Sounded yeah. good. Gab sounded good. Buffer sounded good. Here we are. We made it. We made it. Chris, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. You know, I was inspired by last week's conversation with Samantha, and I went out and I skied over the weekend. There you go. I went very well. Yeah, nice. Mad River Mountain here in Columbus. Skied a little bit of, uh, you know, the uh, the cornrows here in, in, in central Ohio. So did some cornfield skiing. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. Nice. I uh, I went to the Cedar Point of Italian food, Olive Garden, last night. Ooh. With oh, a Valentine's Day came early, huh, Dave? A reservation for 33. Whoa. Wow. That is, that is my worst nightmare. And who was paying? Uh, separate checks. So it is the waitress's <laughs> worst nightmare. I was going to say, oh, everyone hates you. Oh yeah, we're all family here at Olive Garden. Oh, I only bring thirty-three of them, and then we hate you. Oh, never again! All right, we got a great show for you tonight on the Big Play Reflog Show. Getting those comments if you're on YouTube or Facebook. One day we'll get them back on Twitter. We're gonna kick it off with Power Rank Monday. Uh, then it is on to our featured interview with friend of the show, Rafa El Alcalde. 
play-by-play announcer for our Cleveland Cavaliers. Dave, he's all fired up, too. I can't wait to oh have him on. Cavs are on a roll. He's always fired up, brings the energy. This will be a good Steve! one. There you go. Oh, yep. Uh, looking forward to talking to Rafa about our Cavaliers. Then we'll do some Cavs trivia. Who wants to be a billionaire? Presented by Labatt. Hopefully giving away some beer. We're welcome. I hear our contestants kind of excited about it. <laughs> That's the, the rumor. <laughs> what makes you think that, Chris? Well, he's posted so far on Facebook, multiple times on Twitter. I, I'd imagine he's already gone to MySpace and YouTube, too. To just he, he has updated his LinkedIn it. profile. I heard he's on the Two phone times with... contested of who wants to be a billionaire. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like he's on the phone with Lamar Advertising right now, getting a <laughs> billboard ready for I-77. Let's do it. Yeah, and then we'll get in some Cleveland headlines brought to you by TSE, giving away a Josh Cribbs 8x10 signed poster. Solid Super cool. there. Yeah, first the Bengals. And then we'll wrap up with the best and worst tweets of the week. Let's kick it off with some Power Rank Monday. It's time Power Rank Monday. All right. Power Rank Monday. Uh, we are giving away that Josh Cribbs Browns autographed 8x10. So in his honor, we are going to power rank the best players since the return of the Browns in 1999. There is a limited amount of players to probably choose from so let's just do this collectively okay so let's put together a top three who makes the list well number one was, you've got to go with the hall of famer right joe, joe thomas got to go joe, joe thomas no doubt first ballot hall of famer correct no question. yep number one no question okay. number one right there so that one was easy number two wait hold on chris one second. There we go. Joe Thomas. We needed that because if that didn't happen, it wasn't official. <laughs> I think we, one, say, we also start ruling up. people out, right? Like Dequell Jackson. No. Fair to say Dequell Jackson is. Yeah, we're gonna go. Yeah, let's let's go. Let's let's just work our way down the list here from the bottom. We got the obvious one out of the way. Now let's find the others. Jameer Miller. Jameer Miller doing anything for you guys? No. Ben Ben Gay. No. Alex Mack. Great show. Uh, He was good, but not. We're talking top time Brown. Top four. No, top three. Top three. Top three. Okay, no. Top three. Josh Gordon. No. One hit wonder. One hit. I, I didn't even mean that. We only have two spots left. Right. Yeah. And well, Josh, we have plenty of players to go through. Come on. These are the Browns since they've been back. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Josh is out. out. Kevin Johnson. Were you even alive when Kevin Johnson played? He was a free safety for us last year, Chris. Yep. Oh, <laughs> no. no. The original <laughs> Kevin Johnson. Not that Yeah, Kevin so I Johnson. was alive. That's a no. Jamal Lewis. Were you alive for Jamal Lewis? That's like that is like early. Browns. No, I remember awesome. him as a Raven. No, same. Joel Batonio. I love Joel Batonio. Not bad. So why are we only doing top three? 
because then it's hard. Make it hard. Well, isn't Mount? How many people are on a Mount Rushmore? Four. Well, so shouldn't we just do our Mount Rushmore of Browns? No, no, because I want us to have to get rid of one. So no. Okay, so Joel, we keep. Let's keep Joel. No, we've already got one lineman. We can't go two linemen. Well, well, okay, then listen to the other names. He's in on the this conversation. List. He's, He's in, the in the conversation. I'm not. I'm not scratching them yet. Yep. Okay. So the rest of the names we have on this list that Nick G graciously provided, we have Joel Batonio, Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett, Cribs, Dawson, and Joe. Which Joe we already have penciled in at one, so we have two. We don't spots have him left. penciled in. He is written in ink. Okay, he's, he's inked done. in yes. at one, done so we done. have two spots left. Yep. Yeah. And so, so Chubb, know. I'd rule out Chubb before I before I ruled out Joe. Joel. Joel, I'll rule out Chubb Poor before Joe. I rule out Batonio. You're taking Joe Thomas off the list now. I'm taking Nick Chubb over Joel Batonio. You are. I feel like that's not even a lukewarm take at all. Joel yeah, Joel was here through one and thirty-one. He's the longest tenure right, Brown. Yeah, that's true. And then Charlie sense. Hewlett. You could put Charlie Hewlett on that list with, with that argument that I just made, but yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. But I'm talking about you put Phil Dawson on that list, that top three. If you're talking okay, so about you've got Phil, time. Joe. Yeah. If Phil's and a special teamer, you, though. Are we are we valuing oh special teamers are people too? Are you putting Miles Garrett on the list? No, I think I'm going Cribs. Miles Garrett's going to be on the list. He's going to bump Cribs. He may even Man, bump right. I mean, right now, I feel like I feel like 95 is ahead of Cribs. And I love Cribs. Mm. No, wait, 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 wait. Is this, this is the best Browns players. Correct. Right. I'm See, putting Miles tough. Garrett over, over everything Josh but Cribs. Joe Thomas, right? I love Josh Cribs. He's one of my favorite Same. players of all time. Same. But I'm probably going to put Miles Garrett over Josh Cripps. Yeah. So it probably Joe won Miles two, right? That's fair. All right. So who's three probably. then? Phil Dawson. I feel like it's Nick Chubb. Nick no, Chubb? I, no, I can't in good faith. Just because running backs' livelihood in the NFL is so short. So we just the list of recency bias. Is that what we're doing here? Joe wow. Thomas and recency. So you're bias. you're saying, Chris, that yes. Phil Dawson, yes, is better than Nick Chubb. Yes, he changed the kicking game in Cleveland. That's true. They, they That's always true. talk about the Phil Dawson flag now. You're saying Josh Cribbs is better than Nick Chubb. Mm, that's a tough one. It see, this is a tough. When list. you put it like that. I don't know that I'm willing to put Nick Chubb in my top three since 99. That's the thing. If he does nothing from here on out. Right. Like, then we'll look back the, at this tweet. Cribs has got to be. Ever had since, like. But then Cribs has got to beat, even if he does nothing, if he does nothing from here on out. Well, Cribs has no more competition because punt return, kick returns are dead. Exactly. So he's locked in. He's locked. Oh, man. I feel like we should bring Rafa in because he's he's already Let's here. I want, I want We'll to ask him. We'll yes. ask him. We'll we'll let him be the final say on this. That way we can. <laughs> we're, we're not getting anywhere. No, no, we're landlocked. We're not Let's landlocked. <laughs>
I'm doing excellent. How's everything going? I, I'm listening to this like top three list. And then it, does Joe Hayden get bumped out because he played for the Steelers Ooh. now? Oh, that's a name. That's so a I don't, question. I don't knock Joe Hayden whatsoever because we weren't, we wouldn't pay him. And he's like, we all right, so on you. Yeah. we let him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, he's. But a you good have one. him in your top three, Rafa. I, I'm, I'm, I guess so. I mean. Rafa, you're only saying that because he would get all dressed up, go to the Cavs games. He was, he yeah. was always there courtside. Mr. Cavalier, that's what you want to be. Maybe yeah. maybe more because he should still be playing for the Browns. I agree with that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know. Alex Mack, more, was a good, Alex Mack was a good center too, you know? He was, re- he was very was. good. Who would you put on your top three, Rafa? Do you, what, what, what? Well, you know, Joe, Joe Thomas for sure is the first guy, and you can't yeah. bump him out. But when you do this list, you always kind of – Sin on the side of thinking of what you just saw recently, like like mm-hmm. Chubb and and, right. and Miles Garrett, and obviously Miles Garrett, it's still not finished. You know his story. He's always going. I think he's going to be a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. But I'm sure there's a lot of guys, even though you know most of the endings have been not good endings for the Browns since they came back. But there are plenty of good players out there. I remember before that because as a Jet fan. I always regretted coming to Cleveland and everybody talking about how heartbroken you guys were with the with the drive. But everybody forgets that the Jets got their heart broken yep. before that a weekend before that with that double overtime and, and the dumb hit by, oh. by Mark Gastineau on some on, people on, uh, don't forget about that. <laughs> that made me a fan for life. I was at that game. I was fantastic. Well, down I, ten I, with four minutes to go, and I was yep. up there in the upper upper bowels of old Cleveland Municipal Stadium, standing on my seat, yelling to these people as they're starting to stream out of the stadium, go, we're going to win, we're going to win. <laughs> and sure enough, Mr. Mark Gastineau hits Bernie Kosar late. Yep. <laughs> that should have been the end of it, but that just started the comeback. It was fantastic double overtime thriller. The sack exchange didn't kind of, didn't bring in the returns that, that <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's awesome. So for everyone out there listening, if you don't know Rafa, play-by-play announcer, co-host of the Wine and Gold show for our Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Rafa, man, this year has just been insane. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Are we moving on? I thought we were going to finish this off. <laughs> we still got the list of three, Dave. Are we going to do the whole list? All right, all right. Okay, so we got Joe Thomas, and he's saying – now, Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb to round it out, right, Rafa? Well, I'm saying you they can easily go with those two, but I I I find it hard to leave out Joe Hayden out of a list of the best. Man, of you Cleveland. really are so hard. We I didn't even have Joe. He, he's a really good, a few he's a really good player, and all of a sudden you got him right there. <laughs> you got Greg Newsom up there too, don't you? Yeah, right. like number four on your list right now. I know the way you work. <laughs> Which well, maybe we should also have Miles Garrett up there, real high. No, Miles, Miles has to be up there, and and Nick Chubb. Yeah. But again, again, those two, uh, even more Nick than 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 Miles. Miles, they have a lot more to write in their in their story, right. sure. and it's hard to to kind of put them in like in uh, all of the last twenty years or twenty two years. But uh, you can't go wrong with putting any of those guys in in, in the top list. Any what about Chris? Guys? Go ahead. What about Cribs, Rafa? He was a more, he impacted the the the, the Browns in, in a big way, and I think when you when you have players that can actually hurt you 
or her, help your team in different sides of the ball, you know, with the special teams and, yeah. and as a running back. And you have to include him as one of the best players in, in, the, in that era of, of since the return, whatever you want to call that era for the Browns. Yeah. But it's, it's hard when you just do three, by the way. Right. You know, exactly. especially when you do when you're talking football, where it's like 60 players per team every year. So it's like, you're really you're really narrowing it down to, to be That's what makes it hard. Yeah. So so you had Hayden Thomas, and who was your third? I, I go with Flash. Miles has to be, I mean, he's a, a flag right now for the team, you know. He's he's a symbol of the Browns right now. So all right. Yeah. All right. That's not bad. We'll put a pin in that one. We'll discuss it later. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought I, I like that. I like that. You're really, you're really stumping hard for Hayden. Yeah. I don't know what to think about that, to be honest with you. But all right. I know that black and yellow kind of hurts him in the voting, but, you know. It you definitely know. does. That's true. That's enough Browns. We've talked enough Browns. <laughs> yep. We got to get onto the Cavs because you get to see it every single night. Going into this season, I think what Vegas had him at, like, mid-20 wins for the entire season – they are a contender, bona fide contender in the East. What's it been like from game one kind of to where we are now calling these games? You know, the simple answer is it's been fun because that's what everybody's saying, not just the fans, not just the players, not just the coaches, but everybody. And, 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 and it has been really, really fun for, 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 for me to, to experience. You know, you got to understand, I, I was here for the first four years of going to the finals and then through the rebuild and 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 having to believe in what our, yep. what our front office was doing that it wasn't any you know sometimes as a, as fans we want immediate returns or immediate change we want the guy who we just picked to be to be rookie of the year and MVP right away and and but you could see it coming you could see it coming and especially once JB took the reins of the of of the team unfortunately. A few games after he became head coach, you know, everything came to a stop and we all know what's been, what's been going on for the last two years. But this season, going into it, you know, I think it was very important and very key, the philosophy that JB and Kobe had, had, put, had set forth for the team in terms of the, the, the core values for the team. And I think the fact that we have competed in, I would say, almost every game. It's only, I think it's only one game that we kind of got, got taken out of the building. But... Uh, the fact that we have competed, even when we're down, like the other night against against Indiana, is something that has become the identity of this team. And and the philosophy that JB did from the beginning of giving everybody a role and not worrying about what everybody else is doing, just do your job and be your best version of that. What that what you have been given. Case in point, you know, Jerry Osman and and Kevin Love just coming off the bench and buying into the into the plans of, of, of JB Bickerstaff. So fun. Great. I never doubted either of those guys, by the way, for the record. Never have I doubted either of them. I knew that they would be those guys. Jerry thinks it I think Jerry took it personally last night. <laughs> man, he, just, oh, man, he, just went, he just went like this. <laughs> I know what what was that switch, man? I'll tell you what, that second half and specifically but, the fourth quarter. I'm telling you unstoppable. Listen, it is a perfect example of how JB has been able to work with these guys because Jerry was one for eight in the first three quarters. And we came out in the fourth quarter with a play drawn for him. And, and he nailed it. And that was the thing that opened the floodgates. And, and he just went on a 19-0 run between the two, the two veterans in the bench. And then the first double-double for Rajon Rondo. The bench scored more yeah. points than the starters. And it's not like we were playing, we were having a bad game. We, the ball wasn't going in. 
And yeah. sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, Mobley was missing alley oops, putbacks by Jared Allen at the beginning. A guy that averages 70% from the field was was like 50% from the field, and that's a bad night for Jared Allen. And 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 then eventually, you know, I while I was calling the game, even though we were down 20, 15, 10, I, it didn't feel like we were out of the game because I know what these guys are made of, and I know how hard they want to play for each other, and 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 that is the reason why. We have gone from starting the season, in my case, you know, hoping for playing competitive games in April or March, and then hoping maybe, you know, the playing tournament was something that it was it was a goal that even though seemed a little outrageous for some people, it, for us, it was something that we were we wanted to compete for. And now we become the team that nobody wants to see <laughs> once you, you need to win a game or in the playoff, because you know, we, we definitely got a lot better last night with the with the news of the Caris Lavert trade. And yeah. and I have all my trust in, in Kobe and JB that they'll find a way to to find Lavert a role in this in this team that, that will just make it flour- make him and the team flourish. How cool was that for you that, you know, kind of as soon as everybody I imagine was getting to the stadium, they said as soon as Karras got to the stadium, he got the news that, you know, he was being traded across the hall. How how cool was that yesterday? Well, you know, we find out the same way you guys did with the watch yeah. bomb, right? The, the worst kept secret in, 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 in sports <laughs> last night was the trade. And even even um, Indiana's head coach, Rich Carlisle, commented on it, which is rare for anybody, especially when from, from a team side, because we're not allowed to comment on it until it, it becomes official, because there's so many things that have to go on. But it was obvious that, you know, he didn't play. And, you know, JB actually was asked about the, the philosophy for the trade deadline, the trade deadline before the game. And he was, you know, very emphatic about the fact that he definitely didn't think that the team was perfect. But he was happy going to work with what we had. But at the same time, the most important part of this was making sure that we didn't mess with the chemistry that we have right now in the building. Because that chemistry, it is a big part of the success that the Cavaliers have enjoyed this season. And I think Kobe Altman did an amazing job adding without subtracting really much in terms of what, what the pieces that JB is using right now to get to that, to that, to almost third place in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, we didn't even have to give up all that much for a legitimate score to add to this team. So, Rafa, we we do a deep dive every every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned fun. Where would you put the Cavs on the fun meter right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll go super duper fun, especially yes. all the way in the green. <laughs> especially when we go ninety no runs in the fourth quarter, and and then Ooh. Kevin is doing behind the back pass. I call him the engaged bench because he's engaged Jerry and engaged Kevin. When they yeah. show up, it, it, it becomes it becomes a dangerous a unit for the Cavs. What Rafa, do you remember your call? For wow. the backwards pass and the the Chetty three, yes, I uh, I went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, you know what it is 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 again. I felt it was coming, and you know how it is—the snowball effect, right? The third yeah, quarter yeah. ended well. Avalanche, the Avalanche, the Avalanche. Yeah, that word came out of my mouth last night, and one of the Kevin trees, and. You know, even the beginning of the second half, where that it has been kind of the Achilles heel for the Cavs sometimes with the way we start a little slow. And I always think that it's just a change of energy. Sometimes the fans are not back in the stands yet. So every, the, the arena feels a little quiet. And, and 
Last night, you know, Mobley, who had a slow second first half, came in and put in six quick points on the board. It kind of set the pace. But the, the Pacers held on in the third quarter, up seven to start the fourth. And it, it, it was just one thing after the other. And it seemed that nothing could go wrong at the beginning of the, of the fourth quarter for the Cavs. Eight straight triples to, to start. They have more triples in the fourth, the same amount of triples in the fourth quarter than the Pacers had the whole game. <laughs> Jerry beat the Pacers 18-17 in the fourth quarter by himself. He, he outscored the Pacers. So it was something that, incredible. It, one of those things that you say, you, it, did, did anybody catch the license plate of the of the truck that just ran them over? Because it was, it was just, you know, it, it was quick. And it was, the fans have been amazing, by the way. I have to add, the fans have been incredible this season. It's kind of like they get in the game without being told what to do. That let's go Cavs or defense chant. It has been organic this season. And I, and I think that's when you take the super-duper fun because the, the crowd is having a lot of fun, too. The crowd is enjoying these games. Even when we, even the games we have lost have felt like we have been in it. You know, nobody likes to lose, but it, it, it's, it's just been all around an, an amazing season. Even with all the injuries, you got to remember we have won three of the last four with three of with two of the starters out, including our point guard, our all star point guard. So, the, the the job that JB and the coaching staff have done with these guys and the way they have really bought into it and and, and done everything that has been asked of them, I have I wasn't here, but everybody compares it to the to the Lenny Wilkins, you know, Larry Nance Jr., Doherty, and, and Nick Price era. And if it was that, I, I'm sure it was amazing as well back then. Yeah, back at the Richfield Coliseum, the Palace on the Prairie back in those days. <laughs> that, that was, oh, yeah, I remember those days very, very well. Of course, being from Bath, we went up to several of those games, so good times there. But um, talk a little bit more about, about Kevin Love's resurgence here. You know, if I take us back a little bit to last year, we saw a disconnected Kevin Love who was inbounding to the other team at times. You know, we certainly saw that. Mm -hmm. To now, he seems to be having the most fun of anybody on this team. He's certainly just exuding veteran leadership. And I, for one, did not see this coming. And I think a lot of people in Cleveland did not see this coming. What really changed in the offseason or during the course of the, the beginning of this season for him to make such a big change in the way he's approaching basketball. I think it's the fact that he's healthy and he finally got over that that calf injury, even though it wasn't the worst injury of his career. Obviously, the one that Kelly Olynyk provided in, in, the, in the first round of that playoff was, yeah. in 2015 was probably the worst. But the fact that it didn't heal correctly and it took him time and it took him away from 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 the game i think that's what that was the biggest difference between kevin then and kevin now because i have to tell you something other than the fact that out of everybody that won the championship he's the one that wanted to stay in cleveland that's something that people have to remember yeah. he wanted to stay and be part of this rebuild and this keeping the culture going and i think that is something that that i always appreciated about kevin i always rooted for him because even in those four years that we were winning and even when we were dreaming winning, winning there was something going on he never really took the bait he never bit on everything the media and the fans and everybody threw him he came in got his got the job done whenever he he was asked to do and got it done but this year you know health i think i think kevin has always been that that, that true professional and and always willing to sacrifice for his teammates and and he's done it from the beginning and a lot has to do guys with the fact that jb is known and loved for this because he's straight up with the guys 
Right. There's no hidden agenda. There's no telling you in between. It's straight up. And the guys loved him when he was an assistant. And when he became the head coach, that is something that he kept. Just having the straight up conversation about Kevin Love, about the role that he was supposed to play when Ricky Rubio was hired, was, was traded for. You know, even he, even Rubio said he wanted, he wanted a buyout. And one conversation on the phone when he was in Tokyo beating the crap out of the U.S. <laughs> and, and having a conversation with, with J.B. changed everything. Yeah. And, and, and that, J.B. had mentioned it a couple of times, that the way that Kevin and Ricky bought into what he was asking of them made it easy for J.B. to hold everybody else accountable. Because it's these two guys with the credentials that Kevin and, and Ricky have that could be starters anywhere in the league – were willing to sacrifice that for the good of the team, everybody had to jump on board. And I think Kevin being healthy, buying into the process, and obviously the results are there. So everything is, you know, when, you, when, when you're winning, your jokes are funnier, the food tastes better, you know, everything everything's better, right? And, and that, that has something to do with it. But for sure, I think health is, is, is the, the, the foundation of, of, of the season that Kevin Love is having. And obviously... He, he, the mentality does he have to buy into what, what JB said and put on the table for him. And, and I think it has worked perfectly. And there seems to be a definite mutual respect there. There was a question asked, and I don't exactly remember the meat of the question yesterday, but JB responded to, hey, we're going to let Kevin Love do Kevin Love type of things out there. And uh, definitely respecting the veteran leadership that Kevin's got and the fact that he's able to kind of go out there and do some things that maybe some of the younger players he kind of scoff at. Um, did you catch that? And, and what, what are your thoughts on that part of Kevin Love's game and the way JB will give him a little bit more uh, rope, if you will? Yeah, you know, the post games are a little bit past my bedtime, uh, the post game <laughs> <laughs> interviews. But, uh, you know, when you're in the eye, in the public eye, the way these guys are, obviously you, the, the, the missteps, I don't want to call them mistakes, but the missteps you take are, are blown out of proportion because sure. there's so many GMs and so many, so many coaches on social media that kind of jump out right away and, and, and have a comment about it. And, 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 and Kevin knows he, he, he had his moments last season. I have talked to him about it, but you know what? It, it, the, the, the better man he is, that he knows he made a mistake, he apologized to his teammates and, and, and move on forward. And, and when, when JB had called on Kevin to play a whole fourth quarter like he did last night, and he has done many times in, in, in the season, he has done it. You know, even though that's not the part that they, they have been talked about, you know, his 23 minutes, 21 minutes, whatever, the, whatever it is, his average. And, the Kevin Love things are just the fact that the way Kevin Love is, he's, a, he's an easy loving guy and, and the guys love him. You know, when we won the championship, Channing was that glue. And I think okay. Kevin is that glue right now between the guys because he's been there and yeah. he's done, he's gone through a lot more than these guys have. And, and he is always willing to, 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 have time and offer time for, for the team. As you see him, with, it's not just with one guy or another that, that he's Kevin Love. He's with everybody. I mean, and I think that he is the, you know, he takes the Jared jokes around about the fact that Kevin put the cane down and came in and, and scored whatever points he did or, you know, the Uncle Kevin and Grandpa <laughs> Ed and all that. But that is part of what has this team together like this, you know. In baseball, they say, you know, the, the, the Yankees of 1978, and I'm sorry, I'm a Yankees fan, but the Bronx Zoo. Man, oh, man, bringing up the Jets and the Yankees now, The, the Bronx Zoo was a, a 25-cab team, right? Yeah. Because everybody went their own different ways. They played together, but that was it. 
we if we could ride one bus without the without the uh, protocols, we would be a one bus team. You know, that's how much these guys enjoy their company on the road, at home. They 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 do things together, and they literally is it, not a it's not a it's not an act that they actually like each other. You know, everybody. There's not one guy like JB says. There's not one guy that shows up. At, at Cleveland Clinic courts in a bad mood or not willing to, not wanting to do the work. Everybody's there because we, we are now with the veteran leadership from Kevin, from Ricky then, from, from Rondo now, that is telling these guys, listen, none of you guys thought about even championship or, or Eastern Conference championship when the season started. But now you got to start thinking about it. We need to get that wow. respect. So, you know, when you have veterans tell you that, in the case of Rondo, who's won two championships, and and that, that's the things, the, the little things that don't show up in the scorebook, that don't show up in any stats, any any analytics. It's just that little, that growth in the group that is has been so immense but for the Cavs this season. So obviously the, you, uh, sorry, Chris, obviously the trade deadline's coming up this week. We got a live comment on YouTube from Legal Ham asking, do you think that there will be one more move, maybe a smaller move that the Cavs could make before this deadline? My answer to that is that I appreciate you be, you thinking I'm so high up in the pay raise, in the pay level. Come on, <laughs> you, give us a name, I appreciate you thinking it's, it's at my level of the paycheck, but I don't know. You know, the, all I can tell you is that we have probably the executive of the year right. running our team right now. And and that, that like is it. not the fact. That is not a yeah. biased opinion. I think anybody in the NBA would tell you the job that that that, that Kobe Altman has done has been just incredibly good. You know, starting with how many of I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys had the same thing that happened to me. But when when that James Harden Trey came in in the morning, I woke up and I read the tweet. And you know, James Harden goes to Brooklyn, carries Lavert to Indiana, and the Cavaliers get Jared Allen. It's like. <laughs> that, the, the fact that Kobe was able to get in there is just incredible. And now we have yeah. Caris Lavert, so we're actually doing better than we're getting the better side of the of the James He's Harden really trade. The James yeah. Harden trade. Hey, yeah. how about Jared Allen? Uh how much do you think it eats at him that he did that he got that all-star snub? I know he had that great game. Like two 20 rebounds in the last two, 20 rebounds a game yeah. since the last since first snub. <laughs> so He's getting double doubles tomorrow. <laughs> I, I gave him a triple double in Charlotte, you know, because he had 11 offensive rebounds, 11 defensive rebounds, and career high, 29 points. So it eats at him like any human would be eaten by it. You know, it's like I think the fact that he's averaging career highs almost in every category for him. He's definitely early in the season. I said he, him and Garland are probably fighting each other for for best improved, most improved player in yeah. in, in the season. Yeah. And and but again, everything. At the Cavs, gets turned into what's best for the team, and and yeah. and those personal accolades are great. You know, those are amazing. Being being represented by the representing your team at the All Star in Cleveland, I think it would be great for Jared to join to join Darius. But I think he's more interested in getting some kind of MVP in the postseason or or something like that. If you if you ask him, I'm sure as a human being and as a great human being he is. It, it got to be eating at him because he's, I mean, he's the second best center in the Eastern yeah. Conference. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no doubt about it. And I think there's a bias against big men 
that we are going so against the grain with that with three seven footers. You got him in stage, right? <laughs> you know, with seven three seven footers, and, and and nobody thought it would work, and it's, it it worked wonders. And just at the time when Lowry was getting that shot, you know, to go in, you know, obviously he had that 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 injury. That's part of the game, but he's. Walking again, he's starting to get some light work, and hopefully he'll be back soon. But I, I, again, I, I don't, I don't like the fact that Jared Allen is not an All Star as of this moment. But I do like the fact of what he could mean to the Cavs for mm -hmm. the rest of the season with that boulder on his shoulder, because it won't be a chip; he'll be a boulder on his shoulder just to show what he has been doing for the last fifty some games. It'd be nice if the NBA could snub him like every single game all the way to the playoffs <laughs> or something, some little minor award. Every hey, you time. know, they keep snowing him for play of the week. He was the candidate again yeah. this past week. Keep and it up. Keep win it, it up. It just makes <laughs> matter and matter all the way to the playoffs. Just build this thing. Hey, for the All-Star game, is there anything planned for you? Are you doing anything special with the Cavs over that weekend? I have no idea yet. You know, there's so oh, much. There's Isn't that so coming much, up here, Rafa? Yeah, there's so much going on. I have volunteer for everything that is going on, but I, I, it, it's an NBA event, so yeah, you know, the yeah. the, uh, the, yeah. the league takes care of it. We are doing so much in terms of work in the community, and we're actually going to be taping our, our one and gold show tomorrow, and we're going to have some news about it. But it, it, it's just everywhere. Whatever they need me, I'll be there. You know, there's shortage of people everywhere for for us and. And it's going to be a great event. I mean, that's one thing that the, the NBA does right. You know, the 50th anniversary in Cleveland, 75th again in Cleveland. So they, they, they must love something about Cleveland to, to keep coming back with the big, with the gold and the diamond event. But uh, it'll be a great weekend for sure. A little better than that Pro Bowl yesterday. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, when I called it, I loved it because it was in Hawaii. Right. Yeah. So it was yeah. a week. It was yeah. a week for me in Hawaii. Even though when the Super Bowl was in New York City, I did like a hundred degree turn from 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 Honolulu to mm. New York City. That the, from so, that Sunday to Monday to be to be in New York for media day. But it it is never been. They have to come up with a better way to because the, the NHL uh, All Star Weekend is so much more entertaining than yeah. than the than yeah. the than the NFL, especially when it comes to the game, because it's it just. I mean, they, I think it was uh, what was complaining about he, that he he was in tougher walkthroughs than <laughs> than the game yeah. the game yesterday. So I don't. But but then again, you don't want guys beating the crap out of each other, you know, in, in, when when the season is over. Those are assets out there. The owners don't yeah. want to see them get hurt. They don't. So I don't know. I don't know. But the fact in Vegas, hmm, I don't. I I liked it in Hawaii. I mean, it was it was some Hawaii is not a kind of place where I where I go. I just pick up my bags and go. So I love the fact that I had a, a yearly trip to Hawaii and then they move it to Orlando. And I don't have any kids, so I'm not interested in Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't do anything for me. either. Didn't so do anything for the Pro Bowl either. No, no. When they bring it back to Hawaii, I mean, all in. <laughs> Rafa, do you think that looking around the NBA, do you think that what the Cavs are doing here, you were talking about big man ball as opposed to small ball that kind of evolutionized the game. Do you, do you feel like executives, GMs are looking at the Cavs and be like, okay, maybe we need to pivot? I think, you know, more than the NBA, I think the executive, more than coaches in the NBA, especially when we play against it, they're actually – altering their lineups and their their, their yeah. styles just so they can guard the three seven footers right? and yeah. then they realize that sometimes you know some of them have tried putting short small guys big guys against the big guys and they realize that our bigs are athletic 
I mean, Jared Allen can guard the top of the key mm-hmm. in a very decent way. So I, 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 I hope because I'm, I'm from that generation, from the generation of playing with your back to the basket and, and seven footers belong in the, in the paint. And then, you know, then yeah. you got the European guys that came in like, like Novisky and started shooting threes from everywhere and, and everything else. But I hope that this has an effect in college basketball and, and bringing those big kids again to yes. start playing that center position because that is basketball. I mean, I, I know the game has evolutionized with the, by the, by the injuries and thanks to the Cavaliers injuries and the, and the, and the Warriors, you know, Steve Kerr discovered the, the lineup of death in that 2015 line, uh, finals. But I hope that it goes back to maybe not the uh, isolation play in the, in the post, the way, you know, that we did it with Hakeem Olajuwon and all that. But the fact that the seven footers are very athletic now, and in the case of, for example, you know, Evan Mobley, he had a growth spurt in, at the end of his high school days. So he was a guard before he became a seven-footer. So you can the, tell. His ability. Yeah, you can. He's so smooth. His yeah. abilities. I mean, and he's only 19. He's still learning, you know. He's playing Crazy. a different style of ball. He's ah. playing with grown men now. And, and, and what you see every now and then, it's, you know, it's the rookie mistakes, the rookie things that will happen to him. But the fact that he's such a quick learner, you know, his, his IQ, his basketball IQ and is very high, son of a coach, you know, his brother also plays basketball. You can tell that he gets it really quick. And like JB says, there's not many things that you have to tell Evan twice. Like, and there's not many things that you have to tell him, period. But the things that you have to kind of point out to him, you, there's not many that you have to go twice to him. And you can tell he's figuring out his spot inside on the court. And once he does figure it all out, he's going to be a very dangerous. I mean, I call him the, the smooth criminal because he, evil Mobley sometimes shows up and just like does things that like no seven footers should be able to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to stick evil Mobley. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Put it on a shirt. So how far do you think this team can go? It's, how far? Yeah. Listen, being realistic, there are teams that are depending a lot in, in health, like the Nets. You know, the Nets are much, much more talented, and we don't have any experience in the playoffs. So we still got to play with the fact how that's going to hit us, you know, once we, once we make it to the playoffs. Because I'm counting on that. I think, I think where we are right now, the playoffs are something that, that we need to aspire for. And, and, and we're going to see how, how it hits us in terms of, you know, that different style of game, you know, the, 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 the seven-game series and, and, and how they'll be able to. But with the leadership that we have on the bench, with the guys that have been to finals and have won it all in, in the case of uh, uh, Kevin and, and, and Rajon Rondo, I think we'll be fine. And then the, the fact that JB is able to, to, to hit the right buttons when it comes to getting these guys' attention and getting these guys motivated and, 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 and centered on what they need to do, Hey, you know, the, the sky's the limit. It, 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 there's so many things that we cannot control that we hope come out well, health being one of them. And, and you know, but it, the way we're playing is hard not to bet, not to bet for us, not to bet, you know, on us because. Um, and it's all house money. We, yeah, we, yeah. we, we, we will probably win more games on the road and away that we did last year. We're almost at 22 wins at home, yeah. and we are hopefully going to get to 220 wins on 22 wins on the road. So it's like, it, I mean, it, the, 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 wow. yeah. the, the, the way they have improved is just incredible. 
right? And 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 we're hoping that it, it is something that continues to do. And then when you look at the when you look at the roster and when you look at the edges and when you look at the way everybody's is set to stay here, it it it, it just I just want to see it, you know. I want to. It's a day by day thing, you know. We got we got San Antonio coming in on Wednesday, and and then the next game. But that is the hard part that JB and the stats have to do to keep these guys, you know, concentrated in just that one game. And they have been able to do so up up until now. You know, they've been asked about yeah. many different ways. You know, we had the chance of having JB being the head coach of the uh, with his staff for the All Star game. We have been asking him about, you know, you're gonna you're about to take first place. And the answer is always the same. The answer is, you know, we're just about the moment. We have one game to play tomorrow or Wednesday, and that's what we're gonna. That's what we're concentrating on. And and, and if you do those things right, the result will be there, right? Yeah. That you don't have to worry about what's gonna happen in March if, if, if you just take care of what's gonna happen on Wednesday at, at the Fieldhouse. But they're gonna be looking for the seventh straight win at home. I mean, the, the fans here at, in Cleveland have been treated have been treated to a, a amazing games and amazing basketball, and I hope it continues. Yeah, no kidding. Now, it, while you're in between making trades for the Cleveland Cavaliers, <laughs> can you have JB Bickerstaff set up a meeting to give a motivational speech to our Browns? Mm. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> we don't who? play the Jets. Did you have to do the crossover? Did you have to do that? I, I was feeling really good coming out of this interview. You know, you you know what the Browns, you know what the Browns need to, to make it to the playoff again? What? They need, Are you going to say need a quarterback? A, no, they need a Spanish broadcast again. Ah, there you go. That's yes. what the Browns need. You know, it's the Rafa curse that they're, that they're go, uh, is going through them right now. That, J.W. Johnson. <laughs> That's it. Just, That's all we need. You know, my first my first chat would be to them, just support your quarterback, guys. Just yeah. let him play. Yeah. He'll, he'll be fine. And hire Rafa. I do all the PR for them anyway. I've been putting out PR releases all week. So. Yeah, I saw that, but I, I, I've been calling and checking just to make sure that they. <laughs> you would have to Christina or whoever it was. <laughs> They're not huge fans of mine right now, so I, I don't know if my endorsement of you is going to help you much right now. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see the first Guardian release. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now that'll be interesting. <laughs> you know, it, it'll be. I I hope they start, but I hope they start on time. But that that is my favorite sport. Yeah. I love I love baseball, and I even root for the Indian, for the Guardians now. But uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I just I hope they play. I hope they play ball. You know? Did you I see do. that they're not going to be testing for steroids anymore? Yeah. No, you really? think that? Yeah, you think that? No, is that a real thing? I, I still, Barry yeah, Bonds wants to come back. Yeah, yeah I was going to say Albert Bell. Yeah, <laughs> coming back, baby. Manny, yeah. Manny, Manny Ramirez. Bueno, he took like all, all the kinds of medicine, right? He he wasn't. He took, he took everything. Yeah, he took everything. <laughs> Manny did. That was Manny being Manny. Being Manny, yeah. Man. He was great. Get Sammy Sosa back. Sammy oh my Sosa. god! We could bring all all these guys. They can save baseball again. Sammy Sosa right? not only did steroids, you also trying to emulate that guy from the movie Soul Man. Do you ever watch that movie? No, but I'm the, but the kid that wants to get into Harvard. Oh no! Oh, you got look it up and you think of Sammy Sosa. <laughs> Soul Man, the name of the movie is. Oh man! Oh boy! Sorry, People are googling that right now. He's a very strange human being. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Sammy Sosa. Yeah. yeah. And he did court too. So he had court in his bat and, and 
all kinds yeah. of stuff. That thing shattered. I, I never forget that when the bat shattered. <laughs> I mean, I always put myself in these guys' shoes. Like when that happens at that moment, the bat shatters. You know, you got a corked bat, man. That's got to be a bad feeling. You know, I you're on a, national TV in front of everybody. I was but, at Yankee Stadium early in the '80s, maybe late '70s, and Greg Nettles was batting, and his bat broke, and all these balls started jumping in, on the infield, <laughs> like Super Bowls. <laughs> The bat was loaded. It wasn't even a solid thing. It was loaded with Super Bowls inside. It was incredible. And I had no idea what it was. I was like, that's weird. That's what's so funny about baseball. You know, we talk about the Hall of Fame and stuff. It's it's yeah. not about whether these guys cheat or not. It's about how much they cheat. They all cheat. Because they all cheat. It's yeah. all just a level. It's what what are you comfortable with as part of the game? And where does it yeah. cross the line where it's no longer part of the game? And the, everybody's making those arbitrary calls all the time. And I just think it's funny when you think back through baseball, it's got a history of cheating. Well, I but I I think that you gotta be able to draw the line between guys in the Hall of Fame with spitballs, you know, because right. there are some dudes right. up there that had, you yep. know, like the spitball. And but the, and then but now obviously we're living in the in the 21 21st century with with iPads and 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 sensors and and vibrating yeah, sensors. I think right. that's where I draw the line. When when you start using technology as opposed to you know cutting the ball or I don't know, there's something that I part what, of it, what you're saying is whatever Trevor Bauer is doing, that's probably all cheating. <laughs> <laughs> when he's using drone, well, Trevor Bauer, drones, is he, is he the drone, drone guy? Drones, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the good amongst part. other things. Yes, yeah. I was yeah. Say, he's got all kinds of. Do issues. you ever see him warming up? He warms up with this thing that he like jerks yeah. up and down. Yeah, the big pole. Yeah, I know. Big pole, and that's the long. Yeah. <laughs> but long. he's kind of a he's kind of a nerd because he he's he got a lot yeah. of science going on to his into his preparation. But, but then if you get too much science is what you're saying, that he'd be cheating. Well, but science in terms of cameras and watching the fingers on the on the catcher and stuff like that. He's talking about the Astros, Chris. Come yeah, on. you know, like trash cans, yeah. using trash cans trash in technology, cans. like that's kind of trash too cans. much. <laughs> yeah. What's worse, trash cans or steroids, Rafa? Ooh, both. Yeah. Think, oh, yeah, think, come on. That's oh, that's such a both bad. Out. They're both bad out. because it's it's an unfair advantage. Yeah. You know, right. what there's one thing if you, you, if you, you there's one thing if you're the runner, thing? there's one thing if you're the runner on second base and you can steal the sign and say something to the hitter, or so you know how to, if it's a curveball, he'll lean to the left or whatever it is. Sure. That that's baseball. That's 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 yeah. acceptable cheating, I think. Hey, right? hey Dave. Or, Dave, I just came up with an idea. This What's is something that? I've been itching to do for a while. Rob, do you have just a minute? You want to yeah. play baseball cards with us? Oh, my God. It's a tradition oh. we have on that? this show. What is it's that? Like yeah. baseball, Rob. You'll, you'll... Tell, tell them the story, Chris. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, so I, let's see. Who are the two pitchers? It was uh, what was Clevenger, Mike Clevenger. Friend yeah, of the show. And, and Zach Plesak, right? Yeah. When they, got, when they got busted for going out during the COVID protocols and stuff, one of the things that they said is they came back to their place, to their hotel or their apartment, and they played baseball cards. And we were trying to figure out exactly what that meant. And after talking to Plesak, it sounds like it was basically they both open up one pack of cards and they just decide which dudes are better. So you pick out like two dudes, and that's what we do on the show. Pick out two guys out of your pack, blind. And, uh, well, it's blind, and then we open it up and yeah. pick the two players. Mm -hmm. And your two players have got to beat my two players. Ooh, let's see. I like that. All right. So Rafa, Dave, the, hit the music. The, hit the, the issue. Who's going to pick that, for me then? Is Nick. Nick is usually the judge, and Nick is like 
23. He knows, he knows <laughs> none of these players. players. <laughs> Nick, Nick thinks uh, Albert Bell is an old timer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. One of the classic cards we picked last time we did this was a card of Albert Bell bunting. Oh, yeah. Bunting. Oh, my God. Have you ever seen him bunt before? <laughs> I, mean, I don't remember, but I, 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 Albert Bell bunting doesn't don't don't go together. No, no. Where is that card? Do I still have it? Still right, Rafa, do you, would you like to be the judge, or would you like your own cards? And I, I, well, like, I gotta play I, I like to play the the, the game. I want I want my own cards. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Hopefully, so got... I, hopefully, I get like Willie Stargell or <laughs> Nick. Who? So we've got <laughs> Willie Stargell, or maybe maybe I get uh what? Uh, I'll take blue. You'll yeah, take blue. So we've yeah, got blue. This is Fleer 1988. That's what you chose. Ooh. And I'm going to have Fleer 91. So here we 88. go. 1988. No gum in these. That's another tradition <laughs> on the show, Alpha. If there was gum, I'd have to eat the gum. And that really is hard for That's anybody. That's not good. Yeah. Shows. If I'm it crunches, it's it's okay. Oh. If it just melts and tastes like cardboard, it's really, really gross. And you got like that white powder in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> first card, Edwin Nunez from the Mariners. Guilty. No. Steve Lake from the Cardinals. Steve Blake. Lake. Lake. Oh, Lake. Okay. No, never heard of him. Not good so far. Mark Thurmond, pitcher from the Tigers. Okay. Kirk McCaskill from the Angels. Nope. It's a rough pack. Dale Mahorek, pitcher. He doesn't I thought you were going to say Dale Murphy. I don't know if you see that picture. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Dale Murphy, and I take him. Oh, Dale Murphy. He's classic. <laughs> From the Braves. Yeah. Mike Aldretti, first base from the Giants. First base on, yeah. All right. Dean Nelson, pitcher from the Athletics. Chris Brown, third base from the Padres. Boy, what you were getting rough. Deck. Yeah. Boston Red Sox, Ed Romero. Ooh. Oh, here's here's a not-so-bad one. Lenny Dykstra, outfielder Ooh. from the Mets. Nails. Oh. Nails. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy some stock for him. <laughs> Next one, Dave Winfield, Ooh. outfielder from the Yankees. Steinbrenner just sent somebody to spy on him. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, yeah, those stories are the best. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Was that a, a Yankee or a Padres or Twins? That's Who, a was Yankee. That's Twins. Wow, Yankee. that's, a, that's yeah. a good one. That's yeah. when he was with the Yankees. Yeah. That was Raphael... right before Steinbrenner got suspended for doing that to him. That's right. <laughs> Raphael Belliard, shortstop from the Pirates. Okay. That's from the days when the when the shorts were batted like 150, 160 exactly every year. Right. Rafael Les, Santana. Les Straker, pitcher from the Twins. Wally Ritchie, pitcher from the Phillies. And we've got an Indian. Uh-oh. Ed Vandenberg. There's Ed Vandenberg. No idea who that is. That Never heard of like him. Ed Vandenberg. Well, Dave, he was a pitcher from account. Redlands, California. He went through the Mariners organization, then to the Dodgers, then the Indians in 87. So I'll, take, I'll take Lenny Dykstra and, and Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield. That's who That's I actually like. not a bad duo. I, I got I got two-thirds of my outfield right there. <laughs> That's right. That's a pretty good outfield. Pretty good outfield. Okay, here we go. For me, I've got Mike Felder, Brewers. That's Donnie. an old Mike Felder. What, 91 you said you had, and that's Mike Felder? Is that what I said? I don't know. Yeah, 91. That's 91. Yeah. yeah, that's Mike Felder. 91, yep. Donnie Hill, Angels. Mm. Willie Wilson. Ooh. Royals. From the Royals. That's a great center fielder. Ah, Sweet Lou Whitaker from the Tigers. Nice. 
Wow. Remember, that was one of the best shortstop combination, him and Alan Trammell. Are you too young for that? No, I remember that. I yeah, remember. Alan that Trammell was, was phenomenal. With, with what's his name at, in the dog up managing uh, from, the, from the Cincinnati Reds? Big Rafa, I'm machine. too young for that. I'm the manager for the Big Red Machine, he went to win the title with, uh, with, the, with, the, with the Tigers, uh, Sparky Anderson. Sparky Anderson. Wow, wow there yeah. you go, taking us to class. <laughs> Eric King, White Sox. Steve Finley, Orioles. Ooh, Boy, this yeah. is not a very good pack either. Mark Portugal from the Astros. Eric, the Eric Show from the Padres. Yeah. Ooh, Roberto Kelly from the Yankees. Ooh. Ooh. Nothing? No. He, he was related to, uh, to Mariano Rivera, I think. Was he really? Yeah. Well, can we just say that was Mariano Rivera? <laughs> yeah. Mariano. <laughs> then you win the deck right there. That's right. Now this game is over. <laughs> Kevin Tappany. I remember him. Never. Uh, Rob Deere. Remember yep. him? Andy Hawkins. There's another Yankee. Oh, boy. Jack Armstrong from the Reds. Man, hey, I thought, look I at thought Rafa had a bad pack. Lance McCullers. Lance McCullers. Son still pitches. You're trying to really prop up that Lance McCullers. <laughs> yeah, I, really I know. Yeah, you can't see like that's what they do to me, Rafa. Is they try? I don't to know, sell man. I, don't, I, I didn't hear any Hall of Famers in your deck. I got no. at least one. Um, is this Cecil Fielder? No, that's Mike Felder. Um, Mike Felder. I got nobody really. No, you're you're done. I I mean I got Lance McCullers. No, you yeah, got you got a couple of good guys. You had a uh, Lou Whitaker. I mean, that's one of the best Lou second basemen in, in this okay. generation. Nick, it's his pff, Dave Winfield, whoever that is, and Len Dykstra, <laughs> whoever that is, versus Lance McCullers and Sweet Lou Whitaker. Dave, Who are you judge. taking, Nick? I'm taking Rafa's. Dude, I'll take oh. Dave Winfield from the Twins at the end of his career over, over you, Dick. <laughs> oh, man. Rafa will not have your baseball card shaming on my show. Good stuff, man. That is what that, victory. I'm telling I you, baseball. You. I'll come with you guys and talk baseball anytime you want. That that is my favorite sport. I'm gonna watch, hold you to that. You I'll watch little league baseball that. if I if I can, if I could. You know, I actually called one uh, little league World Series. It was the best. Remember uh, uh, Almonte, who was the kid, the Dominican Republic yes. kid, who later yes. on was we found out he was like 18. He's older than I am. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I call his perfect game in the in the Little League World Series. Wow! Did you really? Oh, that's yeah. sweet. That's fantastic. He was cool. Rafa, I know a, a bunch of the listeners love hearing you. Whenever you come on, they're excited. Uh, the, your show. Where where can people watch that show? I remember I stumbled across it months ago. Yeah, we we have it on Bally Sports. Uh, it's called uh, you know Wine and Gold Show, and we also I don't know you know we do we have one of the best beat writers in the league. He actually was part of the of the group that invented NBA.com. Uh, Joe G, Joe Gabriel, and him and I do a podcast. It's called the Wine and Gold Radio, and and uh, you know we we talk that you can find anywhere anywhere you consume your podcast. But uh, the, on the TV show, it's uh, on Bally Sports. They, it doesn't really have a a set time or the week or whatever, but we usually air before the games or after the games, after the Cows okay. game. Yeah, yeah, I remember I, I saw you on there one time and I was like, 
there's Rafa. <laughs> I was like, yes. That's awesome. You can always tell a guest when they have a podcast because you are you are set up and ready to go, man. I no, appreciate. you know, I have to upgrade my equipment just to play with you guys. You guys are pros, so I couldn't come in here with headphones hanging and everything, you know. So I have to I have to be ready. Got my mixer out here. And then one of the good things about working in the Spanish market is that you have to do everything on your own. So I have my equipment to, to either do like when I do it, when I used to do the Browns game, I used to bring everything with me and I was my own engineer, my own producer, my own everything. So yeah. it's a blessing and a curse because a curse because I have to do it, but a blessing because I learned how to do all those you things. So, yeah. You know, only, for the, only for the playoff and the Super Bowl, I always hire somebody to come in and bring all the all the bells and whistles because I just didn't, I just didn't want to deal with. Being, being, you know, doing the Super Bowl and, and, and having to deal with carrying my own equipment. So, but I, the rest of the season, I did. Play guy right there in the business. I, you right. have to do it, man. You know, the, there's, two, there's two gigs that I enjoy a lot. The Super Bowl, I used to love it. And now the Final Four, because I just show up and I'm talent. I, I don't have to do any of, you know, because I do it. I, like I, I like to say, I, I work it in English because I work with Westwood One. Yeah. So I, I show up and I do the you know the two games on Saturday and the game on Monday and and get to watch a little bit of story history being made in in college basketball. That's awesome, Rafa. You're the best. We kept you way too long, but we always love having you on, man. I love it, man. Thank you for having me. I was worried because my sources were telling me that you guys weren't going to invite me again. So I was I was kind of like checking my sources. Who, who first. are your sources? <laughs> I don't like. I cannot disclose those. Of course, yeah. it's the DM insiders, Chris. The DM That's exactly insiders. Right. <laughs> but but sources close to the Cavs are telling me that I had a really great time. I always do with you guys. Thank you for having me and 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 keep on keep on rocking, man. Thanks, Thanks for indulging you. us, Thank especially you. with the baseball cards too. You're the best. Anytime you want to invite me to play baseball cards, I'd like I will do it. And then we can All do summer like summer long. We're gonna be looking for you, Rafa. Now that you do... said that and put it out there, we will come for you. Yeah, and we can do Nick's era, you know, like from from 2010 on. So so he can <laughs> young kids. Can 2015 <laughs> <on>. <laughs> oh man, Rafa, you're the best. We'll talk to you soon, man. Right, good night. Thanks, Rafa. Rafa. One of my favorite guests by far. Incredible, incredible. Every time. He just brings the energy. Like some guests you bring on, they're good. They bring the insight. But when you get a guy that brings the insight and the energy, that's how you know you're in for a fun couple minutes. That's right. Across all sports, too. We yeah, we really he covered it, it all. doesn't even know what he just did, saying he'll do baseball season. Because for those of you who don't know, you get to baseball season, all of a sudden the energy kind of comes down a little bit. I mean, we try and keep it up, but you start getting to like Browns draft. You can only oh. debate quarterbacks <laughs> and stuff. So for him to come in at baseball season, that's a savior come July or August. I love it. <laughs> that's right. All right. Let's do some Cavs trivia. Keep the Cavs talk going. We have Big Cav joining again. He's been in the green room for He's about on ice minutes. Now. <laughs> He's had about four wardrobe changes as we've been sitting <laughs> yeah. here. Oh, no. he Did he leave? ready. I don't know what he's going to be wearing here. It is time for Who Wants to Be a Billionaire?
All right, who wants to be a billionaire? Presented by Lebet Blue Light. Each week, we get a contestant to join us for Cavs Trivia. Big Cav, you know the rules. Six-pack for the first question, 12-pack for the second, 24-pack of Lebet Blue Light. One final question for a case and a GV art shirt. How you been, my man? I've been good. How about you guys? Hey, man, we're just hanging talking Cavs basketball. You are prepared. Look at the, the wardrobe. <laughs> you got it all going on. The sunglasses. Oh, this stupid fan. Yeah, Rafa, man, what a great guest. And uh, I didn't know he was a Yankees fan. It made me think of, uh, did you guys know a little trivia for you back in the day that um, the first team George Steinbrenner bidded for was the uh, Cleveland Indians? Correct. Absolutely. And uh, he uh, grew up in Bay Village, Ohio, home of the Rockets. He sure did. Lake Road, baby. And then uh, Dykstra, uh, his son is married to uh, the actress who plays Meadow in The Sopranos. No kidding. Yep. I'm ready. Never seen <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Got anything on Dave Winfield now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. The, 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 you, you, you have been ready. You've done your homework. How con- You came for Brown's trivia before. You were here for Cavs trivia. I forget how well did you do on Brown's trivia? Uh the I took the money instead yep. of going for the shirt. And the uh last trivia question was uh the Browns uh rusher against the Chiefs because it was a Chiefs themed week. Yes. Yeah. The question before that I got was um uh Marty Schottenheimer and uh was the was the uh two coaches that had coached for the Chiefs. And then the last question was uh, Jerome Harrison with 286 rushing yards. And I couldn't think if it was James Harrison or Jerome Harrison, but you guys asked me the question after we already moved past uh, yeah. accepting the money. Pretty yeah. Pretty you were one of the, the smart people who walked away and took the beer. I like it. Are you ready to play some Cavs trivia? Let's do it. All right. Let me find the music and let's get this going. I love this song. <laughs> All right, question number one for a six-pack of Labatt. The Cavs played the Pacers last night and will face them again this Friday. What player did we just receive in that trade with the Pacers yesterday? Uh, uh, Levin. Uh, you got it. Come on. Yeah, Levin. Uh, no, not the Chris, furniture store. Chris, Chris, uh, no, not Chris. That's no, that's McNeil. You're, you're close. Both first and Levine are close. He's Chris from Levine. Columbus. He, he is from Michigan. Club. Played at Michigan. He was drafted by the Nets. He played with Jared Allen. I'll give you the first name or I'll give you the last name, and hopefully that rings the bell. Which one do you want? Um, the last name, please. Sorry about that. Lavert. Blank Lavert. And Chris was close. <laughs> Not Chad. Not Chad. We're going the opposite direction now. Yeah. Come on, it's been all over Twitter. I know you've been on Twitter. Oh my! I know, and I retweeted. It. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that was recent. That's not true. <laughs> uh, Chris Levin. 
You have a lifeline if you want to use it. You may have yes, to. Yes, please. You can call anyone you want on your phone, or okay. we can call them for you if you'd like. I'll give someone a call right now. Yeah, I know that one. It's Chad Levert. <laughs> it's Chris Levin. I assume he's calling. Oh, did you guys lose me? No, you're okay. back. Oh, you're there. Trying to call and be on here at the same time. Let's see. He's here. calling Rafa right now. <laughs> yes, yeah, call Rafa. Can you imagine? He starts calling the guests. <laughs> <laughs> just call the Cavs. Everybody just calls the teams nowadays. Hi. Here we go. Hey, can you guys hear me? We got you. We got Kobe Altman on the line. Wait, Kobe. Okay. Kev, who can you, you calling now? Yeah, we got yes, you. Yes, we got you, Kev. I don't think Kev has us. Here, Kev, really do you have us? Here. Things are really falling apart. <laughs> here. The wheels have come off the wagon. Yeah, we're. Dun, 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 oh, dun, dun, dun. and he's I, gone. I love how the question was. He's gone. What just happened? <laughs> yeah. You know, my favorite part was he goes, I just retweeted it. <laughs> That's what he's looking at right now. That's his friend. Yeah. His, his phone, a friend, is checking his Twitter feed. That's right. Sorry, guys. Oh, oh, you're good. He's back. When I called and then I was looking at you guys and then I couldn't hear with my headphones anymore. Oh, now he's sideways. Oh, we got oh my God. you're back, baby. You're back. And the answer is Chris Levert. Paris. There you go. Did you call someone? Yeah, I called my dad. <laughs> you checked your Twitter. You no. checked his no, Twitter. No, absolutely not. I'm calling shenanigans. That was, oh, was that question that, one. Is that a it's three question one. phone call? He phoned in at Woj ESP. <laughs> That's all right. Super fan. We're he giving burned it. a lifeline on question one. Levert. We'll let it go. Lifeline oh, is gone. Oh. Music back. Chris, question Talk number two. Music. You have <laughs> number two. Let's pick it up now. Let's go. For cash oh. and a 24-pack of Labatt, the trade oh. deadline is Thursday. The last time the Cavs made a deadline deal was in 2020 when they sent Brandon Knight, John Henson, and a second-round pick to the Pistons. Which Detroit big man did they get back in return? Andre Drummond. There oh, we go. We're there back, go. baby. We're back. We're back. Sorry. Well done. <laughs> I don't know if I could get through question number three. All right. Are we going? <laughs> Kev, are you, you going? Move? Are you, you staying? Got back. Let's keep it rolling. Heck yeah. All right, let's see if I can pull myself together here. <laughs> for cash for a 12-pack of Labatt, we play the Spurs this Wednesday. Which former San Antonio Spurs assistant became the Cavs head coach in 2005 and led the team to their first ever NBA Finals appearance? Uh, that would be Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Heck yeah. That is correct. Wow, uh, rolling uh, through them. Little bonus, uh, Eric Snow, Sasha Pavlovich, LeBron, uh, uh, what was his name? Gooden, Big Z. I think Chris Levin was Levin. on that team. <laughs> <laughs> he came yesterday. It hasn't even, uh... Levin, he came uh, off the bench. Question you, number four. You got three. Who did the Cavs play yesterday? <laughs> 
I know it. I just retweeted it. <laughs> Name one player who played for the Cavs. In the Nobody's game. ever going to come on this segment ever again. No, no you guys are good. It's my bad. <laughs> you make a Big Kev, you got the case, man. You you walked away last time with the case. Are you going for the GV Art shirt this week? You know what? I had such a bad time with the first question. I'm going to go for it. I love it. All right, question four for a 24-pack and a GV Art shirt. Here we go. The Cavs drafted this sharpshooter in the second round of the 2009 draft. He was cut the next season and picked up by the Spurs. Went on to win one of his three career NBA championships there. Who is that player? Uh, Shannon Brown. Final answer? Yep. Oh, <laughs> no! oh that's Danny Green. Danny Green. Oh, I thought that was a layup. Well, I was reading the question. I was like, you are going to get this 100%. I should have thought more and not just threw out an answer. Oh, well. Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> well, that was a great effort, though. That was. That was. You battled you it all the way to the floor. Oh, Those two in the middle, you just right. totally dominated. Yeah, you got to feel good about that. He is a sharpshooter, isn't he? Yeah. Was he just Brown, good about... he also, was he also on the Spurs? <laughs> what happened yesterday? Michigan State Spartans. I Chris, Chris, Brown. Chris, you but, know what they say. It's not about how you start. It's not about how you finish. It's about how you do in the middle. It's about the second oh. and third quarters. <laughs> All right, it's getting late. We're bouncing right. you. Big Kev, you're the man. Thank you, sir. Thank Almost you, guys. Dead. Love you, guys. Love Thanks the show. You have a good night. You too, Thanks, man. You too. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. Oh, fantastic stuff for Big Kev. Good stuff, man. Good oh, stuff. <laughs> man, that first one sent me. That was the funniest who wants to be a billionaire of all time. Chad Levert. <laughs> Chad, Chris Levert. Oh, good to see. Oh, that's a lot of good promo stuff right there. There you go. It yeah, is. that's right. Um, all right, let's give away that Josh Cribbs thing since we're an hour 20 in. What do you say? Yeah, let's go that's for a it. long show. Yes, yes, it is, Chris. All right, Cleveland Headlines brought to you by TSE Cleveland. Go check them out, tsecleveland.com. Check out uh, our tweets each week for your chance to win. Retweet, follow the show, and hopefully you guys go out and win some TSE Cleveland gear. Got some cool stuff out there. Uh, Just like the giveaway we've got going on here, the Josh Cribbs 8x10 photo. I just looked up the winner's, winner's bio here. Oh, yeah. Bio is short, sweet, and to the point. It says 28, period. Cleveland sports, period. That's it. Short and to the point, not like our show. Drum roll. <laughs> the winner is Devin Lowe123. 
at Devin Love 123. Congratulations, Josh Cribbs coming to the house. Signed eight by ten. Look at that. Dueling I like yours more. Hmm? Mine's more subdued. Interesting. We gotta stop putting fake news Evan in the first tweet every week, Nick. Who is fake? What? The first the first tweet that Nick G has imported into the notes. We we gotta leave this guy alone. We gotta stop giving him attention. I don't even know who that was, and I wasn't even gonna bring it up. So you just gave him attention. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Per- sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Moving right along. Yeah. Isaac Okoro, Evan Mobley playing together on Team Barry for Rising Stars during the All-Star Weekend. Cool. Jared Allen snubbed. Not from Rising Stars, but All-Star. Don't even need to talk about it. He's just going to go out and get double-doubles in the first quarter. Just keep snubbing him, baby. Keep Keep snubbing him. him. More boulders for the shoulders, Rafa was saying. Wow. that Put that on a shirt, too. Put it on a shirt. Sell it. That's right. Any other Cavs players you want to see take part in All Star Weekend? They haven't. I don't think they've announced a three point dunk skills challenge, anything like that. The Why dunks not? is Kevin just Love in the three point. You know that scares me, Chris, because it feels like what? those guys always fall off in the second half of seasons. Really? Yeah, like I, I there's data that supports that. I'm sure somewhere that no, back in no, seasons no. guys fall off a little. Back in the day, Mark Price did not fall <laughs> off after the. Well, yeah, that's Mark. You no, know, in baseball, Albert Bell used to say that he got his swing really tuned up for the second half of the season during the home run derby. That is interesting. Fun. Yeah, so, there we go. But that it would be fun to do with basketball at all. But yeah, it would be. I could bring Albert Bell into the conversation. I'd take advantage of that. They got the goofy skills challenge too. So yeah, somebody man. could do like the dribbling and the passing as well. True. I don't mind that. I I think it's it's better than the Pro Bowl. Yeah, for sure. We talked about that are nice and high there, Dave. Right? Is it time to kill the Pro Bowl, Chris? Is is it time? Yeah, like 10 years ago. It's yeah. sad though because then like every well, other sport sad. has an all-star game. Like <laughs> what does football? You know the players would be pissed. It would start a whole thing. Why would the players be pissed? They don't want to be there. Because they, they don't they want get their, I don't know if they even get a paycheck, maybe. I don't know. Just like award them like a higher Madden rating or something if they make True. a pro bowl that or make exist. it a Madden tournament. Because I know they've done that in like the, the early days of the weekend. Like Chubb was playing Madden this week against like Justin yeah. Jefferson or something. So maybe just blow that up and make it like a big Madden tournament. Get big play gaming involved, get Twitch involved, all the all the Hollywood partners, and let's just blow this out. Let's just blow this sucker out. Pro Bowl 2023. What are you guys doing for the Super Bowl? Nick, you're gonna be watching by yourself, I know. No, I'm gonna we're having some people over here. Oh gosh. Look at you. Go, are, you go, are you all right? Yeah, I'm gonna put on like Remember those things? Th- this was a fad. Maybe it was. Maybe people still have these. Remember those things? People were sure it was going to catch on where it was like headphones on for your TV and like everybody was wearing headphones like around the TV? Or is this just a fever dream? I feel like I've seen commercials of like it's like surround sound, but just like for individuals. I, w- I actually wear headphones watching TV at night every night. 
Well, yeah, but I'm talking about in like groups. There's a commercial. I'll have to find this because I swear it exists. There's a commercial where everybody's watching the same show and they all have wireless headphones on. That's That's called Black Mirror. It's a a show on Netflix, right? No. This this is actually real. Okay. All right. So, Chris, you're rooting for the Rams. Huh? Are you rooting for the Rams? I'm rooting for both teams not to have fun. No, you can't. Both teams don't have fun. Uh, come on, that was one. I've never been a. Super I, I was Bowl famously guy. on the front page of the Akron Beacon Journal today, <laughs> coming out and saying that I couldn't root for either team. I can't root for the Bengals because they're in division. You had the whole thing with Sam Weish calling out Cleveland when people were throwing things on the field down there in Cincinnati, even though they weren't even playing the Browns that day. They were playing the Seattle Seahawks, and then number three with the Bengals is the fact that they didn't vote against the move. Sure. That's odd because Mike Brown, you know, his dad hated Art Modell. By yet they're like, Art, you want to? Yeah, you you go go for that business venture. We'll let that go. It was only the ownership of the Bills as well as the Steelers that voted against it. So I can't root for them. And then I can't root for the Rams because of OBJ. So I'm left just hoping both teams don't have fun, Dave. You guys think about the halftime. Eminem, Snoop Dogg. I like the halftime. I yeah. saw some I, I saw some odds. Would you believe that Snoop Dogg to light up on stage was plus odds? Wow. There's some value in that. I know it's an inside yeah. arena, but it's in Los Angeles. Like, let's be real. It's a little bit of a liberal place. And uh it's Snoop Dogg that we're talking about here. I could see it. I could see it for sure. Chris, end of the game, Rams with the ball. One second left. Oh, my God. Matt Stafford. What do you want? Why, why, why is Matt Stafford out there? Shouldn't be, they be kicking a field goal? That's Didn't we establish this season that kickers matter? So why not have a Super Bowl where the kicker ends it right there? It's going to be the Rams. It'll be a miss kick. That'll be the poetic part. Is it? There will be a miss <laughs> kick. It'll be a Bengals miss? Wait, whoever. Rams, somebody's somebody's Rams missed the kick. Hit. 24-21 Rams. Never draft a kicker. 24-21 Rams. Go cash out your kids' college fund. Go bring it to Vegas. Put money down. 24-21 Rams. And well, that, you're, you're technically that. betting on the Bengals there, Chris. Spread. Yeah, okay. We should Not be able to life. bet, when gambling's legal, the exact score of games. Rem- Dude, that just happened. So... The the championship games for the Super Bowl, somebody had a $20 free bet and parlayed both correct scores together. A $20 pre- free bet paid this guy half a million. For what? The championship games? Yeah, for so both championships. Yeah, yep. picked both scores correctly. The odds were so astronomical that tw- he turned 20 bucks into half a million. That's awesome. Dave, um, I'll have to send you the screenshot it. of that. I'll have to send you the screenshot. It's bizarre. And then I'll just parlay it with Baker's passing yards on the over, and I'll just lose. Hey, All right. Let's go with best and worst tweets, and then we're getting out of here. How do I do a screenshot on a Windows laptop? Oh, it's been a minute, huh? You got to look for the snipping tool. No, there's a shortcut. Snipping well, is the best way to do it. He's right. No, no, there is a shortcut. It's like window shift S or something. I haven't used the PC in a long time, man. I'm all the way into oh, the... That's it. Did you get it? 
Muscle memory. Nice. Look at the hat. Wow. And you've been a Mac guy for a while, too. It's been a very long Yeah, time. I think Dave deserves a round of applause there. This has been like an all-Mac show since I joined. Well, I actually don't know where it goes. Well, you don't know where you saved it? No. Do you want me to do the live read here? We have a live read? Well, it says our best tweet is brought to you by... Oh, my gosh. Please do. Okay. I was just... <laughs> I assume that's what that was. I didn't think it was shtick. Best no. and worst treat tweets. Let me start that over. Best and worst tweets of the week. Our best tweet is brought to you by the best polarized sunglasses company on the market. Ocean Eyes. You could see Dave over there wearing a pair right Ooh, now. Yes. They have a wide variety of quality sunglasses at pricing for every budget. Kids, men's, women's, prescription. They truly have it all. And right now you'll get 10% off your order when you enter the code big play at checkout. So go check them out and get your own pair at buyoceaneyes.com. Good skiing glasses, Chris. They look that way. Those look sharp, man. You're looking good. Ready for summer. Ready me for skiing Nick. right now. Yeah, me and Nick got the same ones. They're like private eye 1950s glasses. Yeah, something. right. I feel like I'm, I'm in Ferris Bueller. Yeah, I feel like I'm in Ferris Bueller when I wear those. You just look cooler, man. Exactly. I got the best tweet in there. Good. See, look at you. Best tweet by Tony Pesta. All of the Cavs screaming at this ref in unison is beautiful. A modern work of art. That was from a couple of nights ago. What a bizarre call, huh, guys? I mean, they <laughs> award the three, three seconds after the whistle. The guy's just shooting around, practicing. Uh, you know, a bench player reaches out. I'm not even sure who it was, reaches out to get him, and they it was award. Darius. It was Darius, was it Darius? people, yeah. Oh, he wasn't even playing. No. And the JB had a funny quote post-game. They were asking about Darius's back, and he's like, if he's good enough to interfere with the game, he's good enough to start <laughs> playing real soon. They missed the shot in the practice. They award the three points, say it's interference, and then give him the technical shot. And that's just unbelievable. And everybody across the NBA was saying that was one of the worst calls they'd ever seen in NBA history. And I've got to agree with that. I, I could not believe what I was seeing. Glad the Cavs were able to overcome it and still beat the Hornets that night. Worst week, Chris. Matt Castle. No, 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 no. This is Hugh Jackson. Oh, we're going back to the Hugh Jackson. We stuff. got to. Sorry. Oh, man. Hugh Jackson. Say, <laughs> this was a response. So Hugh Jackson said, well, Jimmy Haslam was happy while we kept losing, just hinting that he was getting paid to lose. Another guy tweets on top of that quote, tweets it. Jimmy Haslam wasn't offering 100K per loss or Hugh would be on the Forbes list, giving <laughs> it to Hugh. And Hugh, undaunted, comes right back with, trust me, it was a good number. And he has since done a very Hugh thing and backtracked on all of these comments. It hit about midweek last week, and by now it's completely dead. Uh, he went on SportsCenter. And Dave, oh did you see God. him on SportsCenter? That was I one of the worst. I didn't watch it. Dude. But you've seen Succession, right? You've seen was Greg on Succession when he goes oh, up there no. in front of Congress. It was just like that. I mean, it was dead on like that. Or a Michael Scott, you know, you start a you start a sentence and not know where it's going. Yeah, that was Hugh Jackson the entire time. He he didn't have any evidence at all. He the wanted Zoom to play call off kept like cutting out. Oh <laughs> yeah, he also doesn't know Zoom. And your your girlfriend pointed that out very well. 
uh, Nick, that he has no idea what's going on with Zoom. And one of the many things he doesn't know how to do in his life. And that that came off really bad for him. Oof. Yeah. I, I feel bad for Brian Flores because I thought, you yeah. know, he's got he, he made a good case for himself of what's going on and really was exposing some things, I believe, genuinely. And then you got Hugh Jackson, who just kind of mashes on to this. Brian Flores has got to be like, man, come on, I've got this. What are you doing? How about how about like if you were a kid, you know, in a a family where your kid was considering going to a Grambling State, where Hugh Jackson is now the head coach, and you got your head coach saying that he was like taking bribes to lose? Come (laughs) on, man. And Come not on, understand, like, insane things like he didn't understand the plan of like, like they what? were looking at draft picks and money that was left. I just didn't understand where they were going. Oh, you don't understand a rebuilding plan? I, I mean, they were laying out to you, Hugh, exactly what they were doing. Yep. And in fact, we're playing with their hand open, which a lot of coaches don't get that, it seems. And you just didn't understand the concept of a rebuild. I don't get it. But neither does he. No, and that's enough Hugh Jackson, and hopefully never talk about him again. I'm sure we will. Give it six months. That The book isn't selling itself, guys. It's that's like true. Groundhog Day, and we just had Groundhog Day last week. It's Hugh it Jackson. It might have been on Grand, Groundhog Day. Yeah, he just that. pops out every year, <laughs> checks his shadow, decides whether it's going to be six months of talking about Hugh or not. Uh, Chris, you have some Photoshopping to do for next next appearance. I do. I do. Nick, you want to take us out? Yeah, good show, guys. Shout out to Chris Levine, the newest Cleveland Cavaliers (laughs) forward for joining us on the show. Big thanks to Rafa, one of the most electric guests in big play history. If you missed it, go check it out. Rafa was amazing. As always, big shout out to Shaq News. Go drink some Labatt. Pick up your shirt at GV. Wear Ocean Eye sunglasses and make sure to subscribe to the Big Play Reflog Show on YouTube for your chance to win awesome autograph merch every week from TSE Cleveland. Thanks, guys, for checking out the Big Play Reflog Show. We'll see you next week. Well done, sir. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world the big play we fall